But good morning, um, everyone. It's Pastor James here. Um, it's a beautiful day um, outside. Uh, I hope you're um, ready uh, for a new day. It's a glorious day. Um, I've got my, I've got my coffee. Um, I always have a coffee in the morning. I get a coffee. I have breakfast. I, I read God's Word. And what we're going to do on a, on a Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday um, over the coming weeks is we're going to stop, take time out of our day to, to sit in God's Word and to reflect. Uh, in this moment. So I hope you reflect. You, you might be joining us at 8am, maybe you're going to listen to it later on. And I hope it's going to be a time where we can um, stop and, and enjoy the goodness of God. This is going to be a, a short devotion. It's not going to go for too long. But we're going to be looking at the book of Philippians over the coming weeks. And we're going to look at Philippians chapter 1 today. Um, Philippians, it's, it's a letter that's it's written um, to the church at Philippi. Um, the Apostle Paul, in AD 49, he visited um, Philippi for the first time, um, and people became Christian. Now, it's not until about 10 years later, it's about AD 61, AD 62, when Paul, he, he writes to this church in Philippi. Now, Paul, he's in, he's in chains for the gospel. Um, he's in Rome, and he's writing to this church, a church that's different. It's a, it's a church that's a motley crew. It's made up of a variety of people. Um, it's, it's made up of the rich. It's made up of the government workers. If you go to Acts chapter 16, you see Lydia. She's a wealthy, rich woman who, who comes to know Christ. It's, it's made up of, of people like that, a bit like people from the North Shore who are you know, high-paid lawyers. Made up of people like that. But it's also made up of people like government workers. You, you hear in Acts chapter 16 of the, the Roman jailer who came to know Christ. But we also read in Acts chapter 16 of a slave girl. And so you can imagine this diverse group of people from different backgrounds, different incomes, coming together as God's people. And, and Paul, he, he writes to them 10 to 12 years later, and he, he writes this letter to them while he's in chains. Now, the city of Philippi was a it was a city. It was it was a mini Rome. Uh, so the city of Philippi they prided themselves on being Roman. They prided themselves on um, being people who loved Rome. They were prideful in it. Their identity came from being Romans. Now, if you retired from the military, if you'd been in the military for many years. Philippi was sort of it's the central place to go. It's a bit like going to the central coast when you want to retire after working in, in the city. But, but these, these, these men who'd, who'd, who'd fought for Rome would go to Philippi and settle. And they, 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 they wanted to be a mini Rome, a place where there was the imperial cult. There was a, they, they loved the idea of the Pax of Roma, where they're the peace of Rome. And so today we're going we're gonna, to... Look at a few verses from the book of Philippians today. And, and Paul, he's writing this from Rome. He, he's in chains, he's imprisoned. And I'm going to read God's word for us from Philippians chapter 1. I'm going to read verses 3 to verse 7 today. We're going to have a bit of a look at a couple of things there. And I'm going to be reading from the ESV, um, but feel free to read from NL, NIV or whatever the translation you use at home. But Paul writes this, he's in chains, remember. I thank my God in all my remembrance of you, always in every prayer of mine for you, all making my prayer with joy. 
Why? Well, verse 5 tells us because of your partnership in the gospel from the first day until now. And I'm sure of this, that he who began a good work in you will bring it to completion at the day of Jesus Christ. It is right for me to feel this way about you all, because I hold you in my heart. For you are all partakers with me of grace, both in my imprisonment and in the defense and confirmation of the gospel. There's this word joy that rings through the whole book of Philippians. Uh, it comes up 16 times in this book that's, con- that's confined to 104 verses. And so it gives a bit of a glimpse of what Paul is on about, and he's on about joy. And where does this joy come from? This is a man who is in this moment, he's in chains, and yet he can write with great joy. He, he says, I thank my God every time I remember. So every time this church at Philippi comes into his mind, as he reflects on the goodness of God and, and seeing how people have been converted, and they're following Jesus, he thanks God every time. And he thanks them with, he's always praying with joy concerning them. I'm someone who, I love water skiing, and you know, before I had kids, um, sometimes during the middle of the week, as you'd, you'd end a hard day at work, we'd, we'd knock off, um, me and a couple of mates who love water skiing, about three or four of us, we'd knock off, we'd knock off, the end of the day of our work, one was a welder, I was a mechanic, one was a farmer. So we'd knock off and we'd get the ute and we'd get the boat on and we'd drive across to Forbes and we'd go water skiing. And we had this partnership, we had this joy in this moment where we'd go and we'd just ski to our heart's content. And, and there was something about that as we did this together. We enjoyed it, we, it was friendship. But at the same time, I, I remember, you know, it gets to about 8 o'clock, 9 o'clock at night and the sun's just starting to dip. On the horizon, there's no other boats on the water, and the water was just like glass. And that is the perfect time to be skiing, as you'd be going along on the water, and you'd hear the 350 Chev just purring away, burning fuel, um, and and you just shimmer on this glass water, and it just brought joy. It was a wonderful experience. It had this deep sense of joy, and there's many things in our life that can bring joy. These things that we do. And, and yet here Paul, he says, I have this joy for you. There's this joy. And, and why does he have joy? Well, he's going to tell us two reasons this morning. The first reason is, is because of their partnership in the gospel. But also, secondly, because he's confident that God is going to finish what he started in them. See, there he says, I have joy because of your partnership in the gospel. Now, this word is um, sometimes translated fellowship. Um, you know, churches have fellowship lunches, we have fellowship together. Now, that's not exactly what Paul's talking about here when he says, I have joy because of your partnership in the gospel. It's actually deeper than that. As Don Carson, he'll state, he, he tells us so helpfully that actually this partnership, it's more like two men who buy a boat together. They bring in their income, they've got all their money, they bring it together and they go and buy a boat. And they have a common cause, and that is to use this boat to go fishing to make money. And here Paul is saying, he says, we have something in common. We, we have a common interest. It's one thing that links us together. See, it's not, it's not that Lydia's rich. It's not that the, the Roman soldiers are you know, a government worker, or you have the slave girl. No, no, They're, that's different. That's culturally different. But yet there's one thing that brings them together. There's one thing that's at the center of everything they do, and at the center of that is a gospel. 
the gospel is at the centre that what brings them together and yet knowing that it's a gospel that ties them together brings Paul great joy. And how did this church partner with Paul? Because they're, they're a long way away. One of the ways this church has partnered and had the gospel at the centre is that they financially helped Paul. You know, right now we're in lockdown and it's different, it's difficult. And maybe some of you are feeling like, yeah, you're disconnected from church life because we don't see each other. We're not serving physically together in kids' ministry. We're not serving together doing the morning tea. And you might be thinking, yeah, what's going on? But remember that we're actually, there's something far greater than serving on a Sunday morning. There's something far greater than serving the kids' ministries. There's something different than just having a meal together or sharing a curry together. What's common is the gospel. The gospel is what links us. And one of the ways that you can show partnership is, is that you financially give. And right now, many of you are unable to serve, but you're financially giving. That's partnership. And, and Paul says that brings me great joy to know that the, the gospel is shaping how you use your money. The gospel is at the center of all we do. But something else here that's really helpful is that for Paul, he has great joy because he knows that what God has started in this church... He's going to finish through. It's not that you know, God saved us five years ago and now it's up to us to, to complete the race. But actually Paul has great joy because he goes, have a, have a look where he has great joy. In verse 6. Because I'm sure that he, that's God, who began a good work in you will bring it to completion at the day of Jesus Christ. He knows. Now what's so beautiful about that in this moment is that that everything that we're going through has a purpose. See, Jesus is getting us ready to meet him. It's not that, okay, you become a Christian 10 years ago and now it's you just got to go through the rigmarole of, role of life and at the end of it, Jesus will return. But no, what God is doing is he's refining us. He's... He's working in us and he is going to see that salvation. He worked in you. He brought about salvation. And you can be sure that God is going to complete that. He's going to finish that. Isn't that comfort? Isn't that, isn't that a joy that overflows as we know that from that moment that we believe God is at work and he's going to see it through. He's going to finish it. And so... What we go through, whether it's 10 years for the rest of our life or whether we go through 50 years, whatever that is, God is using that. Well, joy. Paul has this overflowing sense of joy. 16 times in 104 verses he talks about that. So hopefully over the coming weeks as we go through the, go through the book of Philippians, you and me, we're going to experience and see the Paul that joy had and why he had that, that joy. And so as we see why he had that joy in the beautiful gospel of Jesus Christ, that you and me too will delight in that as well. So please join me tomorrow at 8 a.m. again as we get to open up the book of Philippians. And we're just going to keep going through it. Uh, we're going to go through verse, a couple of verses at a time. Um, and let me pray for us today. Father, what a joy it is to open up your word first thing in the morning, to have your word guide our, guide our feet, guide our, guide our day. Lord, may our joy overflow because we 
have the gospel at the center. It's the gospel what brings us together. And Father, it is you who will finish what you have started in us. Help us to know that today so that our hearts will overflow with great joy. Amen. Well, look forward to seeing you tomorrow. Please grab your cup of coffee, grab your cup of tea, and we'll be doing this again at 8am tomorrow. Um, See you later.